Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew gives a special message on baptism and the Third Commandment, with this message entitled, Glorifying God's Name, preached October the 27th, 2013. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. We are going to speak to you about the Third Commandment. Third Commandment. Glorifying God's name. The third commandment says, Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. In this commandment, there is a strict prohibition. And there is also a divine threat. The redeemed people of God are those called by the Lord's name. In 2 Chronicles 7.14 we read, If my people called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. What distinguishes us is not our money, our position, our degrees. It is the name of God by which we are called. And this name is Yahweh, which God revealed to Moses. So point one, the glorious name Yahweh. Yahweh means I am that I am. Self-existent, self-sufficient, uncreated, independent, creator and sustainer and ruler of all creation, a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable, personal, and the covenant lord of his people, a warrior and a savior. So Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I'll be with you. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites And say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what's his name? God said to Moses, Ehe Asher Ehe. In Hebrew means, I am who I am. That's what you ought to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. This I am fights against all his enemies for the salvation of his people. Pharaoh and his armies, Sennacherib and his armies, Nebuchadnezzar and his armies, the devil and his demonic hordes. 
And let me tell you, sir, he always wins. You lose if you are an enemy of Jesus Christ. If you are an unbeliever in Jesus Christ, he fights against you and you lose and he wins. And so in Exodus 14, we read three times that he gains glory. When he fights against his enemies. Exodus 14 verse 4. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself. Through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. He defeats his enemies. And he saves his people. So Exodus 15, 1 and 2. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my salvation. The Lord is my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will praise him. My father is God. And I will exalt him. I said he always wins. You better understand. Who your opponent is. I saw heaven standing open. And there before me was a white horse. Whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire. And on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. And his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him. Riding on white horses. And dressed in fine linen white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword. With which to strike the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty, On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Friends, he is Lord, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord who provides Yahweh Jireh, the Lord who heals Yahweh Rophekah. The Lord, our victory, Yahweh Nisi. The Lord who makes us holy, Yahweh Mekadeshkum. The Lord who is peace, Yahweh Shalom. The Lord, our righteousness, Yahweh Tzitkenu. The Lord who is with us, Yahweh Shama. The Lord, our shepherd, Yahweh Rohai. The New Testament declares that Jesus is Lord. He's the great I am. And he said about himself before Abraham was, I am. 
There is no one else. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. As the Lord sent Moses to deliver Israel from Egyptian bondage, Jesus, who received all authority in heaven and earth, sent the apostles and now sends all true Christian ministers to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. If anyone refuses to surrender to him, bowing his knees to him and confessing with his mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, he'll be defeated like Pharaoh and his armies. Friends, the Lord I am speaking about, he is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He is almighty to save and almighty to destroy. Away with all sentimental view of this Lord Jesus. That he is nice. That he is love. That he never judges anyone. He only hugs everyone. The Lord came to Sinai. That people of God fear him. And the fear of God shall keep them from sinning. Let me tell you why people sin. People sin. Because... They do not fear the Lord. Their God is a dumb, mute idol of their vain imagination. Point number two. The theology of Christian baptism. The believer in the Lord Jesus Christ is baptized in water by the Lord's holy ministers. Into the name of the triune God. Baptism is a sign, as Professor John Frame tells us, a sign representing cleansing, repentance, and union with Christ. It represents cleansing from sins. It represents also repentance. The believer confesses his own sin, turns from it, and asks God's forgiveness. Baptism also symbolizes union with Christ. One is baptized into the name of the Trinity. To be baptized into the name of someone is to belong to that person. 1 Corinthians 1, 13 and 15. Baptism, friends, points to one's death with Christ. Death to sin. 
and rising with him to live a new life for the glory of God. Baptism is not only a sign but also a seal. It is God's certification that we belong to the covenant of grace. Professor John Frame is correct when he says baptism is a name giving ceremony. Placing the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit upon us. As the high priest placed the name of God on Israel. When the high priest said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. On the basis of the seal of baptism, we are admitted into the visible church. When baptized people become unfaithful to the covenant Lord, they take the name of the Lord in vain. When they dishonor the name of God placed upon them by God's minister, they receive curses of the covenant rather than the blessings. When a believer is baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, he belongs to the triune God and enjoys all the blessings of communion with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we read in John 14, if you love me, you will obey what I command and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. John 14 verse 21, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love him and show myself to him. John 14, 23, Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Union and communion that gives us inexpressible joy. And Westminster Confession says what baptism is all about. Baptism is a sacrament of the New Testament ordained by Jesus Christ. Not only for the solemn admission of the party baptized into the visible church. But also to be unto him a sign and seal of the covenant of grace. Of his ingrafting into Christ of regeneration of remission of sins. And of his giving up unto God through Jesus Christ. To walk in newness of life. Which sacrament is by Christ's own appointment. To be continued in his church until the end of the world. Westminster Confession of Faith chapter 28. 
Christian baptism, friends, is neither a mere symbol nor it produces regeneration ex opere operato, mechanically. Those who are regenerated by the Holy Spirit, those who repent of their sins, those who believe in Jesus Christ are baptized and admitted to Christ's holy church. Friends, this baptism is a means of grace for our spiritual growth. Point number three. Our obedient life, baptized, must live an obedient life. Believers who are baptized are to live for the glory of the name placed upon them at baptism. They are to hear and do the will of the covenant Lord, our good shepherd. For he guides us, friends, in the way of righteousness for his name's sake. Our Lord Jesus never leads us to sin. Did you hear, young man? He never leads us to sin. He cannot. The Holy Spirit never leads us to sin. The Holy Scripture never leads us to sin. The name of God, friends, is the revelation of God especially given in the Holy Scriptures. So we must study scriptures and hear the word preached to know the will of God, to worship God in the beauty of the holiness of his name and to serve him by doing his will with a thankful heart exactly, immediately and with great delight. Friends, Jesus Christ is Lord. And we are his obedient servants. We take the Lord's name. When we confess his name. We take the Lord's name when we are baptized. When we join the local church. When we worship God. When we receive the benediction. When we get married in the presence of God and his saints, we agree to glorify the Lord's name. To divorce or in any way violate the Lord's law of marriage is to despise God's name. A Christian worker or businessman should not cheat or lie. He must please the highest authority, our triune God. A Christian student must work hard to excel in their study for God's glory. Physically, we must be fit. You have no authority to abuse your body. We must be physically fit for God's glory and service. Friends, we must do all things for the glory of God. Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink whatever you do do it all for the glory of God. Romans 12.1 Therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God that is your spiritual act of worship. We must be regulated by the word of God in our worship and in our work. Not heartless formalism we should in worship God. Heartless formalism. Isaiah 29 we read these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. St. Paul says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Formalism. God detests it. Or traditionalism, by which we nullify the word of God. God said, you must support your father and mother. And they said, all what I have, including 401k and all that, I have given it all to God as a gift, korban. Therefore, they said, I have no obligation to take care of my father and mother. Or anti-supernaturalism, removing the miracles and the deity of Christ from the Bible. That's what liberalism does. You go to churches where the Bible is not preached. It's not church, it is the synagogue of Satan. Or subjectivism, which says, I do not need the Bible, which is the objective truth. Soren Kierkegaard said, subjectivity is truth. Truth is what I feel. My lust is what I live for. But I say to you, beware of God's name. Be regulated by it. Deuteronomy 28 says, If you do not carefully follow all the words of this law which are written in this book and do not revere this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, the Lord will send fearful plagues on you and your descendants Harsh and prolonged disasters and severe and lingering diseases. You lose. He wins. And Psalm 29 verse 2 ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. We owe him glory. Psalm 96 verse 8 Ascribe to the Lord the glory Do his name bring an offering And come into his courts Worship the Lord in the splendor Of his holiness Tremble before him All the earth In Revelation 15 We read And sang the song of Moses The servant of God And the song of the Lamb Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord, God Almighty, just and true are your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. 
in 1 Peter 3.15 but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord sanctify Christ as Lord live in the consciousness of the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord think and speak and act on the basis of this great truth Jesus Christ is Lord friends God glorifies his name Ezekiel 36 verse 23 and God's people will glorify his name Isaiah 29 verse 23 let us never use God's name disconnected from his majestic person presence and power this great God is with us and in us friends and we are in him what is the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever we are to hallow his name into which we are baptized we are to welcome the kingdom of God which is the beneficent and blessed rule of Jesus Christ We are to do God's will here and now as the holy angels are doing now in heaven. We are to glorify God as Jesus did while he was on earth. And so we read in John 17 verse 4, I have glorified you by completing the task you have given me. Luke 22:42 Father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but thine be done God will not friends tolerate I say it again God will not tolerate anyone despising his name a son or daughter is to live an obedient life to honor the name of the father So we must live daily to honor God's name placed on us at baptism. The name that we solemnly confessed with our mouth. The believers were called Christians by pagans first in Antioch. Because they confessed Christ and conducted themselves as Christians. They lived as light in the world. A Christian belongs to Christ. He is in Christ. He lives in the world to glorify Christ's name. A wife receives her husband's name and must live for the honor of that name. And so we live for the glory of Christ's name because we are the bride of Christ so we read in Revelation 19 hallelujah for our Lord God almighty reigns let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready fine linen bright and clean was given her to wear 
fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Friends, the Lord is jealous for his glory. Exodus 25 and 6. He fights for his own glory. That's his number one priority. Number one priority of God is not to save you. Number one priority is to glorify his name. By defeating all his enemies and by saving his people. He fights for his own glory as he fought against Pharaoh and his army. He receives glory when he destroys his enemies and saves his people called by his name. So we read in Psalm 115, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be glory because of your love and faithfulness. Psalm 138, I'll bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. His word is his name and his name is his word. Isaiah 48 verse 11, for my own sake, for my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. And what are we to do? But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare his praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's our job. To bring glory to God. Friends, uh, let me tell you, the Lord will act in such a powerful way in judgment that his enemies and his covenant people will know that he alone is the Lord. About 65 times, prophet Ezekiel uses the refrain. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Friends, the third commandment prohibits us from taking the name of the Lord in vain. Falsely, hypocritically, we are to bear his name truly by living an obedient life. We are to be faithful to Christ until death and the Lord will give us the crown of everlasting life. Paul says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And finally, friends, there is a divine threat. Don't confess Christ as Lord without understanding this. The sinning Christian takes the Lord's name in vain. His confession is false. 
His covenant agreement is a lie. His oath is deceiving. His vow cannot be counted on. So the commandment threatens the violator with severe punishment. The Lord will not hold him guiltless who misuses his name. The Lord will hold him, in other words, guilty and punish him. So beware of covenant breaking. And so we read they went out from us but they did not really belong to us for if they had belonged to us us, they would have remained with us but their going showed that none of them belonged to us you cannot take the name of the Lord and walk away from the presence of God so we read it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift who have shared in the Holy Spirit who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age if they fall away it is impossible to bring them back to repentance because of their loss They are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Hebrews 10, we read, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And so we have examples. There was a son of an Israelite woman who blasphemed the name of the Lord Yahweh. Leviticus 24, he was stoned to death. There is the insolent Korah who wanted to be a priest. The earth swallowed him up and all who belonged to him, God killed them. There is Achan who despised the Lord's name and disobeyed his word. Achan, his family and everything he owned was destroyed. He was stoned to death. Joshua said, the Lord will bring trouble on you today. Judas Yes, he sold our Lord Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. God held him guilty. He hanged himself. And we read in Acts 1, with the reward he got for his wickedness, Judas bought a field there. He fell headlong. His body burst open. And all his intestines spilled out. And Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do what I say. Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Away from me, you lawless one. Meaning go to hell. Friends. The name of God is revealed. Most clearly. In the Bible. 
So we read all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished for every good work. Friends, have you repented of your sins? Friends, have you believed in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation? Finally, friends, have you been baptized as the Lord commands you to be baptized? Those who confess the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and are baptized into the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you must agree today to obey the commands of the Lord, which you will be taught by God's ministers for your everlasting blessing and especially for the glory of God's name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this word. May your Holy Spirit cause the word to bring forth fruit 100-fold in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen.